0: your four-year-old can discover the joy of learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your
1: child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Listen, uncomplicate the way you do pre-K. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. This is the XOne. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton Ontario Canada if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to check us out online on all social media sites XOne radio TV if you'd like to send me a na- an email XOne radio XOne. wait a sec hold on here email is XOne at exonra on all social media sites XOne radio TV and our website www. Exonradiotv.com and for all the fine broadcasting programming we have available for you on the Exon Broadcast network, www.xedbn.net. My guest this hour, Exonation is Iris Weaver. She is a shamanic herbalist and foraging instructor. She is a self-taught herbalist who has been working with plants for over 45 years. Iris teaches classes on foraging for usable, edible, and medicinal plants in the city and countryside, classes on making herbal skin care products, including salves and lotions, and classes in making herbal medicines and how to use them for everyday health care and health issues. She also teaches uh, classes on herbal wreath making, neutral dyeing with plants, and container gardening. Her emphasis is and passion is on stability or sustainability, I should say, use of local plants and affordability. She grows or wildcrafts many of the herbs she uses in her classes and in her medicines, products for fabric dyeing and herbal crafts. With her training in shamanism, Iris teaches people how to connect with the energy and the spirits of plants in order to know them and to work with them. Iris loves teaching and especially loves doing plant walks. She also does private consultations, and her website is irisweaver.com. And, Iris Weaver, welcome to the X Zone. Thank you. Hello. Iris, what was it? uh, Where did the interest in plants and shamanism come from?
2: Well, the interest in plants has been there all my life Mm -hmm. from when I was a really young kid. Uh, I always loved plants and I would always be talking to people about plants and, and looking at them and, and playing with them. And the interest in shamanism came later when I started working with a shamanic practitioner and found that that was a way of relating to to spirit and, and to spirituality that really resonated for me. And because I am so into the plants it just made sense to me to be connecting with them shamanically uh, with their energy and and their um their spirit and a lot of the shamanic training that i've seen focuses more on power animals Mm -hmm. which always is puzzling to me because plants are such powerful and ubiquitous beings and parts of the earth so I definitely work with with um, spirits and with with plant uh, power animals, but I love working with the plants, and, and they have a big big part. They, they play a big part in my work.
1: So would you would you say that um, would you say that shamanism is divided into two categories? One being the category of plants, and the other being the category of spirits.
2: No, I don't think so. Um, I think. Shamanism really being about mm-hmm. connecting with with spirit or with um, the unseen. I think there's a broad range that's developed over the eons. And while plants are used in various ways, I, I know there's a number of traditions that use plants, the, the, the psychogenic properties of plants to mm-hmm. help, uh, to help people connect with spirit but it's more that the the ways that people connect with spirit with the unseen with what's beyond the veil has a broad spectrum and depending on what tradition you're you're using you may focus more on using plant medicines or you may focus more on connecting with with your power animals or with spirit guides. So I don't think there's a division. I think it's more the tradition you're in and then really the the way that the particular shamanic practitioner chooses to work and and who and what they choose to work with and who chooses to work with that practitioner because I know for me the plants have told me that they had been waiting for me to work with them and and they've made it very clear that whatever I do for for work mm-hmm. in this life I must include them
1: all right you and I have to take a break we'll be right back Exonation. Nation our guest this hour is Iris Weaver and her website is irisweaver.com that's irisweaver.com and uh, we'll be back don't go away Remember 213 401 0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci fi radio programming anywhere 24 7 365. Exo Iris Weaver is our guest. www.irisweaver.com. Now, Iris, I, Iris before we went to the uh, commercial break, you said that you talked to the plants and the plants talked back to you.
2: Yeah it's not like you know you go out there and the plant actually starts you know talking to you like somebody would come up to you Mm -hmm. and they'd see the plant actually moving its mouth or something um there's different ways that plants can can talk to us can communicate with us and one of the the most obvious is that simply their 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 form their color their shape where they grow and so on all of them are really telling us about the plant and communications from the plant. And that's where something like the doctrine of, of signatures comes from, or uh, when people talk about the language of plants, but then there's also connecting with the the spirit, the energy of the plant and the, the consciousness, the awareness of the plant. And that, that can be done in different ways. And it's, a much more subtle
3: mm-hmm.
2: thing and it's also it could be really surprising and the way that a plant will communicate with you will depend on how you receive information so for me it's not that i necessarily hear like actually hear a voice or something, but I will see pictures or I will ask a question and I will receive words in my mind that's Mm -hmm. information that I know is coming from that, that plant spirit that I, you know, it's not just me making this up. Um, So a a lot of times it's, it is, I think, well, and sometimes it's really frustrating because I get given this.
1: Iris, are you there? Iris, are you there? Iris is no longer with us. Exonation: Iris Weaver is our guest, and uh, we're going to try and get back to Iris because I'm really interested to hear what happens with the plants. And Iris, are you back with us? Yes. Okay, are great. You can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, great. So go ahead and keep telling us about. So, would you say that the way the plants communicate you are through uh, telepathic means?
2: I guess you could say that. Mm -hmm. I I don't tend to think of it that way because I think of telepathy as being between humans and I don't... When you communicate with spirit, when you communicate with with energetic beings, Mm -hmm. I guess you can call that telepathy, but I've never thought of it in those terms.
1: Well, if a plant is a living entity, we know that... Extrasensory perception can go from one person to the next, and uh, since humans have life force or life fields around it, and so do plants, this has been this has been um, proven by photography. Uh, I, I, you know, and we know that plants love music, plants love to be talked to. So I, I would imagine that this is a form of telepathy of some sort between one species and another.
2: It. It's, makes a lot of sense. It just, I, it's just not how I mm-hmm. had thought of it before. But I like that.
1: So, what, what was the first plant that you can remember that communicated with you, and what was the first message you received?
2: Oh gosh, you know, I can't even remember. But um, I will tell you one of the, the ones that has stayed strongly with me. That was probably twenty years ago. Um, I love to grow passion flower. Uh, it's a wonderful vine, and it has these these um, tentacles. They're not tentacles, like tendrils, tendrils that wrap around things. Mm-hmm. And passion flower is known for its nerving qualities, for being calming, and and so on. But what it what it told me, this particular plant told me, is that it helps people. Um, be able to speak, and speak up for themselves and, and sort of come out of themselves. It says, it said it helps to untangle the strangle. which. Um, so looking at the tendrils of the plant, they, you know, they tend to wrap around things but then they have the medicine of helping to unwrap or, or uh, undo that which is held too tightly.
1: So I guess we can say that the passion flowers were the original wrappers.
2: among others there's a (laughs) lot of plants that do (laughs) wrapping
1: um where did your love for medicine and and plants come from what happened was there something in your life that happened where you couldn't find the the cure for something through traditional medicine that you decided to you know to use your your love and your passion for plants to see if you could find something
2: Not so much. It really was just that I loved the plants and I loved to see what they could do. And for some reason, I, well, I grew up in a sort of a non-traditional society. So my mom had me in the early 1950s and she breastfed me back when it was very, you know, not the thing to do. And so I just sort of see things outside the box. But I just didn't see any reason to use a lot of traditional medicine if I could use plants, but I do remember at one point I was a single mom, I was on welfare, I was really poor, and I got vaginal infections, and I couldn't afford Vagisil, so I started, um, I found some herbs and came up with something that I could use that would take care of that Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable condition, which women know about and i found that it worked really well it was a lot yes less yucky than Vagicil. and i've never gone back to to you know using over-the-counter meds for that sort of thing again and as i continued i would find i would use other plant medicines and find that they actually worked better than the pharmaceuticals and now that i've been doing this for so long i i have an unfortunately really strong understanding of how detrimental pharmaceuticals can be, and I am very determined mm-hmm. to find as many ways to use plants in place of, of pharmaceuticals as I can, as well as using plants in place of other harmful chemicals in our, in our homes, and our body care, and so on.
1: Um, what other cures have you discovered by your, by your instincts and your love for plants?
2: Gosh, so when I get a cold, it's not a question of, oh, my God, what am I going to do? It's like, which remedy am I going to reach for? Am I going to reach for my cold and flu relief that I developed years ago? Am I going to go for the spruce spruce syrup that I read about and made a few years ago? Am I going to go for fire cider vinegar? That's kind of a big rage these days. Am I going to go for other herbs? Am I just going to make some, some um, thyme tea? Um, so my cold and flu relief I came up with years ago. I was visiting friends down in uh, North Carolina and my friend was, had a cold and and I went out into the garden and kind of looked around and I looked at my herbals and I looked at the plants and I picked up um, echinacea, anise hyssop and peppermint and put them together and made a tea for her and it worked beautifully and after that I started tincturing it and playing around with sometimes substituting other plants in there. Um, And it just, it works beautifully. And the funny thing is that when I would start getting a cold, I would take some of my cold and flu relief. And I thought this stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't work because I start taking it and I don't have a cold anymore. So, you know, I must not have been getting a cold. And it took me a while to realize, oh, maybe it works so well that when I start taking it it actually just kind of you know gets rid of the the cold in the first place mm-hmm.
1: wow why do you think, do you think is, is could you, we're getting that it, feedback again from your, from your from your speakers so could you move the speakers away because we're we're getting it right back in our ears next Zone nation if if you come on the show please use headphones because what happens is if you're using your computer the microphone is your computer the sound is coming out of your computer and we get a we get an echo loop so uh, there you go. Okay, it sounds much better. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Um, I, as much as people dislike big pharma, I I I think that there are still significant uses that big pharma has that doctors prescribe that plants just can't adhere to.
2: I, you know, um. In some ways, probably, but the more I find out about what plants can do
3: mm-hmm.
2: and what what people use them for for thousands of years, and what even, say, the eclectic physicians were doing 100 years ago, or other, other physicians, say, that discovered cures for cancer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and the more I learn about what Big Pharma does, the less convinced I am that there is much good in Big Pharma. Well,
1: there's a lot of negative press and a lot of negativity out against Big Pharma. And the biggest culprit for this is the Internet. The Internet, in my opinion, is the largest septic tank that mankind has ever created because there's more crap in it than there is anything else. And people believe for one reason or another, of which I can never understand, that if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. And I try to use the internet. Mm-hmm. I I don't look at a lot of the, the you know, toxic stuff. But I have to tell you, it's out of my own experience that I have such a negative view of Big Pharma. Really? Um, yeah, I have. And, okay, so I, I take Prozac. And mm-hmm. I've been on Prozac for years and years. But what happened was that a few years ago... Uh, I had finally been through winter where I wasn't depressed. I thought, okay, I can finally get off Prozac. I tried doing it. I did not do my due diligence and do research. You
1: just can't stop Prozac cold turkey eater.
2: I didn't. I took seven months. And if I'd done what my psychiatrist said, I would have done it in two months. Mm-hmm. So, um, And my psychiatrist and my doctor were both surprised at how what a negative reaction I had. So basically I went off of it and I had an amazingly bad reaction and I finally went back up on it. Mm-hmm. But I have very little respect for an industry that expects you to get on a drug and stay on it for the rest of your life simply because that is how they have designed it. I, I, and I also think that Prozac is so drugs like Prozac are using a sledgehammer where a small hammer would do, and if I had known more about herbs and been able to connect more with with herbalists and, and learn more, I might have been able to use them a lot more earlier on. Hmm. On the other hand, at the time that I started Prozac, gosh, almost thirty years ago, it was what was on offer. And I probably, I hate to admit this, but I have to say it probably did save my life. I mean, I did stay alive. And for go. that, I am grateful.
1: You know, it's it's the fact that it saved you, in my opinion, proves its worth. And the work of Big Pharma, because without Big Pharma, Prozac and other life-saving drugs would not have been developed.
2: Oh, but see, I disagree with you. I think that if we had continued to focus on plant medicines, Mm -hmm. we would have had things that would have been far more effective. So, for instance, I... All right, hold on.
1: We've got to take a break here. We'll be back. Exxon Nation, Iris Weaver is our guest. And her website is www.irisweaver.com. And we'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The... Current edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is now available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Iris Weaver is our guest exonation. Irisweaver.com is her is her website. and Iris, how can we say with certainty that if we would have maintained the on-track version of using plants for for medicine and ignoring Big Pharma, that we would be better off? What is your proof? <laughs> um, gosh. That's a heck of a statement to make, so I, I'd just like to know where you're coming from.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to come up with an answer. Sure. You know, I don't have a lot of proof for you
3: mm-hmm.
2: that I can pull out, uh, just just pull out. I know that the reading I've done um, of
1: so, so what you're saying is that the, end the the statement is based on reading that you've done, not on actual exp- experience.
2: Well, my own experience and watching other people when I give them my plant medicines and they work so well. When uh, I had somebody come over yesterday and she mm-hmm. had she had these, you know, like it's like I've got these blisters. What is this? I'm like, uh, I think that's poison ivy. And so I gave her one of my plant medicines, and that just to put on and it worked right away. I've I've you I've weaned myself off using asthma medication by using plant medicines. And I see other people that have success with using plants rather than uh, pharmaceuticals.
1: But aren't you afraid of, of giving someone that they will have a bad allergic reaction to?
2: Yeah. But, you know, and so it behooves me and any herbalist and anyone who works with herbs to really have some clue as to what they're doing and mm-hmm. to know something about the plants and the person they're giving it to.
1: Right. Right. But, but isn't isn't that what a doctor is for? Somebody who goes to school and spends years studying is licensed, is governed and is but responsible. They don't
2: know anything about they don't they don't learn at all about plants. And again, I don't have statistics in front of me, but mm-hmm. the number of of uh, adverse reactions and and deaths from pharmaceuticals are huge. Mm-hmm. And just When you hear about one or two reactions to plants and you hear about how many tens or dozens or hundreds of reactions to a particular, a particular medicine, like when you see the ads on TV for a a medicine and the disclaimers are like, I'm amazed that anyone would take that medicine because there's so many things that could happen to you.
1: But that's you. That's your personal choice.
2: That is true. True. I, I think a lot of people, it's a tough choice to make, and it's one that I constantly think about, and I think a lot of people have blind faith in big pharma, and when it fails them, then they're kind of left with nothing to fall back on. But and big that's pharma, that,
1: Big pharma did not fail you. Big pharma saved your life. You said that yourself, that if we're not for big pharma, you wouldn't be here today. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So I can, I'm having a problem understanding what the big I, axe to grind because, against okay.
2: big okay. pharma is. This is what my this is what my my this is where I go. Okay. Um, that if we had concentrated on more natural medicines, I wouldn't have, and there was something other than what Big Pharma had to offer, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, I would have been able to get through this and stay alive and do so without um, the, the, the disastrous fall when I tried to get off of it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: So, but, but let me ask you this. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this: um, How do we know that anything else you would have tried would have worked?
2: We don't. But you see, I also had to go through several different kinds of of pharmaceuticals to find out something mm-hmm. that would have worked. What if I was one of those people for whom antidepressants don't work? I don't know. It.
1: Uh, mm. You know, it's it's. Like, I know know a number of medical professionals, Mm -hmm. and I trust them implicitly. My wife is a medical professional. I trust her implicitly. I go to my pharmacy. I trust him implicitly because I don't go to somebody's house who is not licensed, who has not gone through university and has not gone before a board of governors, who is not licensed to practice medicine or dispense medicine of any sort I feel very safe going to my pharmacist I feel very safe going to my doctor why would I risk going somewhere else to an area that is in all in you know for all intents and purposes illegal
2: it's actually not illegal it is legal isn't Um, it
1: illegal to diagnose and prescribe
2: you don't diagnose you don't prescribe
1: so how do you know what to give the person if you don't diagnose
2: you look at what's going on with them and you come up with mm-hmm. what you think is going on and you tell them.
1: That's a diagnosis. All right, so putting the legalities aside, whether it's legal or not, but why would a person go to a herbalist? How do they find out who a herbalist is?
2: They may ask a friend. They may look online. They may come to an herb conference or come to an herb, uh, an herb um, mm-hmm. festival. They may go to a healing center. And herbalists don't just willy-nilly say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, like, you know, this is this is what I've seen in the book, and this is what I'm going to do." Mm-hmm. Herbalists study. Herbalists learn. Herbalists take classes and. Uh, work with each other, get mentored. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to learn. And no, it isn't licensed in the United States, nor is it in Canada, I don't believe.
1: It should be, shouldn't
2: it? No, I don't agree with that.
1: When you're dealing with somebody's life and you are making an observation based on their signs and symptoms and saying, well, why don't you try this? Do you just give a topical or do you give herbal remedies that are to be taken internally?
2: I give herbal remedies that are to be taken internally and I proceed very cautiously with them. Mm-hmm. One of the things you do is you start with very small amounts and make sure that the person doesn't have an adverse reaction. One of the, the things I don't do is work with plants that have um, that that are poisonous because mm-hmm. there are a number of medicines that are poisonous. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember also that before Big Pharma, and actually even with Big Pharma, a lot of our medicines have come from plants, definitely, originally. Definitely,
1: definitely Valium, for example.
2: No, it did not, it actually. It, there's there's Valerian, but Valium did not come from Valerian. However, uh, Digitalis came from Foxglove, mm-hmm. and Aspirin came from Meadowsweet, and... Oh, I forget what else.
1: Okay, so let, so the way I'm seeing it or hearing it is that a lot of the medicines that big pharma is, is manufacturing and using throughout the medical community has its origins in herbs, right?
2: Right, and then they took they took the whole plant. What happens is that when you have a plant, you mm-hmm. have a number of constituents in the plant that work as a holistic whole. So that if you have something that say would would um, cause heartburn. There may be something else in the plant that will help to relieve the heartburn. Um, and so that that there are constituents that balance things out in the plant.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But what happened was that Big Pharma would has taken one constituent and purified it and synthesized it and uses it as a medicine without all the other constituents that are held in the plant. And that makes it act very differently differently in the body, or have different effects overall in the body than if you use a whole plant medicine.
1: Uh, all right. So, if I understand what you're saying, is big pharma takes one aspect and leaves all the other aspects behind. Yes. And what's wrong with that?
2: Because the way that all the the, the aspect of the plant work together Mm -hmm. is a synergy and it has far it does far more for the body or or for the person than the single chemical alone and and those those plant chemicals that developed in the plant they developed in harmony with all of the with all of the um, other constituents in the plant they did not develop as a single constituent, and humans that have used them um, developed ways of using them that were whole plant medicines, mm-hmm. not just that only that one constituent in the plants.
1: Would you say that there are there there are herbal remedies to cure cancer?
2: I don't know. I <laughs> cancer is something that I have a lot of thoughts about mm-hmm. and. I don't know if there are herbal cures. I think if I were to get cancer, I would be more trusting of finding somebody an herbalist who's worked with cancer cures, who's worked with with people with cancer than I would with big pharma medications. I one of the things that I most dread if God forbid I should have cancer mm-hmm. is the the um what are those things called the 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 chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. I think I'd almost rather die than have chemotherapy because it sounds like it's so torturous and radiation. I just, I, I, I can't imagine that that's what I would have to do to stay alive.
1: You would rather die than take chemotherapy?
2: Yeah. In some ways, yeah.
1: What about, well, in some ways it's either yes I would or no I wouldn't. You know, what about your family, those who love you? Wouldn't you want to stay around for them? Wouldn't you want to try to be cured?
2: Not if it meant that I had to go through hell. I've been through hell three times in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think I get to have a choice, God willing, whether or not I have to go through hell a fourth time. And I think that there's other ways to heal from cancer than to go through the hell of chemotherapy. Now... I don't know. I mean, God forbid I should get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I might make the choice. So it's really easy to sit here and say, sure it is. I would do this. Yeah. Given, given what happened, I don't know. But I can tell you that if I were to, say, choose to do chemotherapy mm-hmm. or radiation, I would be working with herbs to support my body um, while I was doing that.
1: Okay, let's talk about that when we come back from this final break. Nation, our guest this hour is Iris Weaver. And if you'd like to find out more about Iris, www.irisweaver.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we're coming to you around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network, Wi-Fi Broadcast Network, and of course, iHeartRadio. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Iris Weaver is our guest of this hour. www.irisweaver.com. Iris, before we went to the uh, the news, br- the last break, I should say, we were talking. God forbid you were diagnosed with cancer, and you had the option of taking chemo or radiation. You said that you would support it using herbs or herbal medicine or herbal. What would you call it? Herbal uh, herbal treatment remedy. remedy okay. What, what would you use and how would you use it?
2: Now, that I can't tell you because I would be supporting my body depending on what I was uh, using, you know, what the chemotherapy was and so on. And I would need to know what drugs were in my body, what the drug interactions would be and so on. And I would, be, I would not just do this on my own. I would definitely be consulting with herbalists that have had experience in this. And, um, I do know that I would also be very aware of what I was eating, what food I take would take into my body. Actually, I'm Mm -hmm. very aware of what food I take into my body now. Um, and I would probably use herbs that are more, um, nutritive and help to, uh, support the body, build nutrition, build build the body, build its strength, um, help it withstand stress.
1: I understand that you go you take um plant walks.
2: I, I, I lead plant walks. Yes.
1: Tell us about those. They sound very interesting.
2: They are. They're really cool. Um, I love to show people what you can do with the plants that grow around you and mm-hmm. An amazing number of what other people call weeds yeah. are to me really wonderful, useful plants, their food, their medicine. You can use them for crafts. And so I like to take people, whether it's in the city or in a backyard or um, in the country, the woods, the fields, and show them what you can do with the different plants. And a lot of plants are useful for both food and medicine. And I, I don't just look at the food. I don't just look at the medicine. I like to do both. And so that people can find plants that can be very helpful for them just for everyday uses. I'm not talking about, you know, like um, to, to cure cancer or anything, mm-hmm. but just for, for um, you know, everyday aches, um, headaches, uh, skin skin problems, colds, flus, things like that. And it to me, I just find it, amazing how many useful plants there are around us, even in the middle of the city.
1: Can you give us some examples of some of the plants and what their uses are for?
2: So one of my favorite plants and one that people love to hate is dandelion. Mm -hmm. And all parts of dandelion are edible and medicinal. You can eat the flower. You can even eat the stem. People will cook it like spaghetti. You can eat the leaves, whether you use them in salads or in soups or in teas. You can eat the roots. I like to chop them up and put them in stir fries. You also, um, the flowers are used to make dandelion wine Mm -hmm. and um, the flowers are somewhat analgesic. They help to relieve pain. Um, The leaves are, full of vitamins and minerals, and they're diuretic. And actually, when you use dandelion leaves as a diuretic, you end up in the plus side of phosphorus, whereas when you take regular diuretics, you, uh, phosphorus, potassium, I mean, sorry. Okay. Going up on the, the minus side of it. The, um, the roots are very good for the liver, traditionally been used as a liver tonic, and both the roots and the leaves are a bitter, and that sets off a cascade. When you have that taste in your mouth, it sets off a cascade of um, of processes in the body that both help your liver function better, help your gallbladder function better, help you digest your food better, helps your, your small intestines. Another plant that grows all over people's lawns or some people's lawns is plantain, not tropical banana, but there's, there's um, people know this plant, well, it's got uh, strong ribs on the back of the leaves and you can eat it it's not such a great food plant but it's a fabulous plant for the skin and it's one that if you are out somewhere and you get like a sting or a bite as long as you're not allergic you can take a plant and you can chew it up you can slap it on and it really helps to take away the sting or the bite it also helps to soothe and, and heal skin so I infuse it in oil to um, To use on my skin.
3: Oh, cool!
2: And the seeds of plantain can be used the way you would. Metamucil. Metamucil actually is made from psyllium seed, which is a tropical species of plantain. But you can go out in the lawn and get your your little plantain seeds and use those. And I actually give them to my cat to keep her regular.
1: Okay. How do how does you how do you give it to your cat? I I've had cats and they're very (laughs) fussy.
2: I, I pulled them off. they're, 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 they're little there's little small seeds there yeah. um, so I just take a, a pinch of seeds and mix it into her wet food.
0: I got
1: you, okay.
2: And that's how I get it into her.
1: there's uh, there's a lot of controversy today about um the legalization of marijuana. What's your take on it?
2: I think it's a really amazing medicinal herb. I think it should be legalized.
1: Have you used it?
2: Yeah, but you know it's yeah. not one of my my herbs of choice. No, way. okay. It it does wonderful things for some people and it doesn't for others, and that is where we really need access to different plants mm-hmm. because as with pharmaceuticals, with herbs, it depends on your biochemistry. One plant that works for you will not work for right. another person and vice versa. I'm not one of those people that marijuana necessarily works that well for. And I think that I think it's too bad that it's illegal. I also think that it's a mistake if you're only concentrating on what marijuana can do and not looking at what hundreds of other plants out there can do in addition. And some some things maybe marijuana can only do for a person, Mm -hmm. but other times other plants can do just as well what marijuana does.
1: What about other plants that are used uh, for psychotropic purposes?
2: I think that there's a definite place for them, Mm -hmm. and they're called entheogens, which means helping you to see God or see spirit, you know, to see beyond the veil.
1: I have the same effect with Jack Daniels, so.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, there's a reason, actually, why alcohol is used in religious services, because it does... Actually, you know, kind of open that up.
1: Actually, it's because most uh, most uh, Christians are drunks at heart. Are what? I said. Uh, the real reason is is that most Christians are drunks at heart. You missed that one. Okay, let's go. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm here.
2: I. You said most Christians are what? Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Not really. Oh sorry. Um, but I think that I think that those plants that can take you to other places mm-hmm. are very powerful. and I think that if you aren't using them in a way that has respect for their power and some idea of what you're doing, they can cause they can really cause you harm.
1: The only reason you know I mean- made the Christian <laughs> reference was because I only started going to church when I heard that they served wine halfway through. God, that's what I said too. Good God, you're giving us wine. I'll come to your house any day. <laughs> Thanks for the bread, by the way. Where's the cheese? <laughs> what bread, no cheese, just red wine? Okay.
2: I don't know. What would Jesus have had to offer to make it cheese? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I uh, well, there were enough goats back then, so
2: who knows? <laughs> There you
1: go. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you that there's a lot yet to be learned. And as we've seen, as we go forward in time, we look back and say, well, you know what? I remember a time when this was being used, or I read a book where this was being used. I, I can see the pros and the cons of herbalism. I've mm-hmm. also seen the miraculous work that Big Pharma has done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we could get the two to work together together,
2: well, you know, and that's what some herbalists you know I go back and forth on this, mm-hmm. but that's really what some people say you know, like it's not either or it's like let's let's get the two working together exactly and and, and, and I have mixed opinions about that so um. So that's where I'm at. I mean, it can change.
1: All right, we've got about a minute left. What's next for you? What are your goals? what are your what are your dreams?
2: I'm starting a communal herb garden where people can come and help to grow the herbs, learn about growing herbs, mm-hmm. learn about using them and take uh, have a, a share of 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 herbs that they can take home and use for for food or medicine. And I want this also to be a place where I can teach people about herbs, about weeds, about the food medicine that's all around you with the plants. So I'm really looking forward to doing that.
1: Iris, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I wish you success. And exonation. if you'd like to find out more about Iris, visit her website at www.irisweaver.com. That's www.irisweaver.com. I was just thinking a great uh, website for her would be irisweeder.com, but I guess it's probably taken. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And to all the Christians listening, I, too, am a a Christian. And let's face it, guys. We enjoy the free wine and the bread. I think I'm gonna start bringing my own cheese. I'll be back, don't go away.